It's a beautiful day at the homestead. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Tower, the Omni Homestead Resort's original podcast series. I'm your host, Jesse Bruton. Today, we're speaking with Kelly Owen, junior pastry sous chef, and Todd Owen, executive chef. Kelly, Todd, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Why don't you tell us a little about yourselves? Who goes first? (laughs) (laughs) You can. I'm Todd Owen. I'm our exec chef here at Omni Homestead. A little bit about my background is, you know, I've been cooking for more than 20 years. A lot of it has been pastry. A lot of it has been savory. Always kind of blended the two together. Outside of work, I'm kind of an outdoors guy. I don't like the cities. I like mountains. I like fresh air, kind of be away from people. We're around people all day long here at work, so I enjoy to kind of separate a little bit outside of work as well. Lots of hobbies. I love hunting, cars, trucks, motorcycles, my dogs. Sounds like Homestead's a pretty good setting for that. Yeah, absolutely. This is home away from home for me. And then I'm Kelly Owen. I am the junior pastry sous chef here at the Homestead. I've been in the pastry field for about 12 years, 13 years. I did wedding cakes for seven years prior to coming to the homestead, so that's a lot of fun. A lot of fun cakes for celebrities and a lot of creativity with that. Outside of work, I also like being outside. I'm a dog mom and a chicken mom and soon to be real mom, so that's really exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. So what drew each of you to the homestead? So we traveled out here for Todd's job. We were in Cincinnati looking for something new, a new environment, new area. Todd really likes the mountains, so he applied, and we took a trip out here to see the area. Basically, what she's saying is I dragged her out here. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite part about the area? The fresh air. It it really is a gorgeous area. I know Kelly loves the beach. Mm -hmm. Me, not so much. I love looking at the mountains. Every day is a different scenery. It's beautiful views. It's clean air. It's peaceful. It's quiet. It's really good for clearing your mind. I grew up in the mountains. Hiking is something I do on a regular basis if we're out in the woods foraging for mushrooms. You know, being a chef, I think it's great to go out in an area like this and be able to harvest the food that you can from the surroundings and use that at home as well to kind of feed the family. So that's that's what really kind of drew me to the mountains. You coming here as well, we used to live in Cincinnati and there is not a property like this out there. I was familiar with the area. I used to live in the area 11 years ago, working at another place, and it just kind of drew me back. It's just one of those areas that you can't forget once you're already here. So what was your first impression the first time you ever arrived at the homestead? Was it for your interview process or was it back when you lived in the area earlier? First time seeing the homestead was for my interview process. I knew about it. Uh, I'd never made the trip up here when I lived here before, but you know it's one of those historic hotels, just like so many more out there that you do, when you're in this industry, you know about it, you do your research, you look into it. So seeing it on pictures or the internet is completely different seeing it in person. And that drive in, right when you get here, seeing that tower, that's just There's something you can't describe about seeing a building as large as this and the grandness that it has when you first arrive. It just kind of overwhelms you in this gracious way, and it's kind of peaceful at the same time. The homestead is an old property to where it almost kind of feels like 
if grandma had a home that was massive, this would be it. It's coming home to that that area to where you know you're just going to relax, you're going to enjoy, you're going to eat well, and you're just going to have a great time. Yeah, sounds like grandma's house. <laughs> Basically, what she said is ditto. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the first time I saw it, I was floored because I've never seen a hotel so big. And with like the surrounding mountains and it was really pretty. So like just seeing it actually in person and like you said, not just on the internet and it's something totally different and unheard of. It's kind of a monumental scale. Exactly. So you two met before coming to Bath County. Where and how did you meet? What's your story? (laughs) (laughs) So I applied to be a cook at a casino back in Cincinnati. Todd was the pastry chef at the time. I was only there for about six to eight months. Um, I decided I wanted to go back to doing wedding cakes. And then a few months later, he called me up and asked to go out for a drink. And that was it. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she came in for an interview and, you know, it was nothing at that point in time. And then we ended up working well together over those, those eight months and being the exec pastry chef at the time of that property, we collaborated a lot between our little coffee shop that had like high-end pastries, vinoiseries. And that was a, a way for us to really kind of get together and work professionally together and use our creativity. And it just really seemed to kind of hit off and our creativity matched. Uh, it was easy for the two of us to elaborate on our desserts together and really not elaborate, but collaborate. There was a really good professional connection there. And then obviously when she said she wanted to go back to doing wedding cakes, of course, I didn't want to lose anybody in the bake shop. But I knew that she, the wedding cakes was really what she wanted to do. So of course, I said, absolutely, go for it. You know, follow what you want to do in your career. And, and then, yeah, it was after she left, it was probably a month or so. We ended up just getting a beer together. And here we are now expecting a kid. That was, what, five years ago? Mm -hmm. Work can be very challenging at times, but, you know, sometimes that's where you you meet someone special, do you? I'm special? Kind of. Oh, that's cute. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) We're at work right now. So speaking of wedding cakes, how did you guys approach your own wedding cake when it was time for that? So he didn't really have a preference on how it looked. Hold on. I didn't get a say on what it looked. So you cared more about how it tasted. Yes. Yes. Okay. So with my wedding cake background, I really had like a vision of what I wanted, but then I wasn't sure exactly how to execute it. So I kind of went a little bit different from what I really wanted. So I ended up building it with, you know, the the flavor palette that he wanted. We did a lemon cake with raspberry filling. And then the day of, he picked it up from work, came, delivered it to the venue, and then put a whole bunch of really fresh flowers on it. Beautiful. So it was, it was kind of nice being able to, you know, make something together and have it for our own wedding. So it was a lemon cake with raspberry filling. What did it look like? Did it have multiple tiers? Was it heavy with icing or one of those more naked cakes that are popular? What did it look like? So it was a four-tier cake. And then the top of the tiers were like swooshed with, swooshed, I, I guess that works. abstract (laughs) smears of multiple different colors we focused on is like a a navy blue and burgundy Mm -hmm. really 
Oh, that's so elegant. And that's so unique because normally with wedding cakes, you go to white icing. I love the fact that you made it your own. Yeah. yeah, we wanted a little bit of a little bit of color on there for fun. It's it's it was a good way for us, and I think that kind of demonstrates how we work at work as well together. Because she was all about visual, um, all about flavor. It's two completely different sides of one final product, and it really kind of that's how we team up together. Is that I'll focus on one thing, she focuses on the other thing, and at the end of the day, we just have a final product that just really kind of shows what both of us are and yeah, our personalities. comes together well. So a common thing that brides and grooms say is, oh my gosh, I was so busy talking to people. I didn't actually get to eat at the wedding. Did you actually get to enjoy the cake night of, or did you have to save some for yourself later? He enjoyed it in his nose. I smashed it in his face hmm. and he was not excited about it. I got to try it. Did you actually get some? I don't know if I ate the cake. To be honest, I think I was too full on tacos. We had tacos at our wedding. Yeah, they're it's really a, good. Yeah, it's a fan favorite. But yeah, I don't recall eating the cake. I know that we still have it. We have that we top do. tier. We saved the top tier. Yeah, it's in the freezer. But I don't remember eating the cake. Now I that did. you bring it, it up. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. You were so obsessed with the flavor the whole time. I know. <laughs> So you said that you actually save the top tier. What's the best way to preserve it? Don't just throw it in the freezer. Yeah. (laughs) We froze ours without wrapping, freeze it so it's rock solid. And then if you have a little cryovac machine at home, I put it in a big bag and cryovac it and put it back in the freezer. And now we have this big old frozen cake that you you can still see it. It's not in a box or anything. You can still see it. It's still there, but hopefully it'll still taste good. Do you have plans for a special occasion and anniversary to bust it back open? I'm just ready to get it out of the freezer. It's taking up too much space. <laughs> it's only a six-inch cake. It's not that big. <laughs> it's in my way. Now, we, uh, of course, it'll come out on our, our year anniversary, and I guess I'll taste it then since I didn't get to taste yeah. it at the wedding. But At least you'll get a big slice this time. No big plans as of yet, or I don't want to say. I don't want her to know. You don't have plans. This is true. (laughs) We're we're a few months out. (laughs) And by then we'll have a newborn. So it'll be different. You two have such a fun chemistry. What's it like to work with each other? I'm going to let her answer that question. (laughs) Most of the time we're very professional, which I think is hard for couples to do when they work together. And then other times it's fun and playful. And for Easter, we got to collaborate on um, chocolate chickens and made a whole bunch of chickens and eggs filled with candy. So that was more of the fun, playful side, getting to be creative together and him getting to work with chocolate again and showing me how to do some of that kind of stuff. I think that's what I enjoy most about working with each other. I think she said it right. Some couples have a hard time of dividing that personal life and professional life. And I know that when we first met in the bake shop, we were able to say, this is professional. We know who we are. We know that this is a job. And still to this day, we're very able to separate the two. Work is work. There are times at work where if we're really busy, she knows more than anybody else, I hope, that when I'm being serious or when I'm being straightforward or when I'm saying like, work is work, this is what we have to do. But I like to kind of mix in the weird personality and humor, and I like to joke and have fun at work at the same time because I don't want to go crazy, and I don't want to make everybody else on the team going crazy. 
but we're very good at saying, if I have to critique something and say that this is incorrect or we need to fix that, it's not taken personally. It's saying, okay, but each time I do that, I make sure that it's always legitimate. It's always saying, this is for the best. This is for the guests. This is what we have to do to get it to that standard that we're looking for. So I think because of that, it makes it easier to work together. So other than your wedding cake, can you describe one of your favorite culinary creations that you've made so far? So I think one of my personal favorite culinary creations was in 2019, we do a gingerbread house here every year. We did a huge tower to replicate the tower out front. And my job was to make the clock. So I made the clock for the time of 927, which is Todd's birthday. And he didn't even realize it at the time that I had put a personal touch on it. But I think that's kind of my personality coming through as I like making everything a little bit personal, a little bit sentimental. It makes things more exciting. And instead of just throwing a random, oh, it's eleven eleven. you know, it's something for me that's creative and fun. I love those special details. And for our listeners who haven't been here during Christmas time, the gingerbread house really is a sight to behold because it's not your typical small gingerbread house that sits on a tabletop. Right. It's a 15-foot tower that takes up almost an entire room. And we do gingerbread men and candy and all kinds of stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to do something fun this November for you guys. Here at the homestead, I'd have to say our pizza dough. Something as simple as the pizza dough. My first job was making pizza. I did it for three and a half years. I started when I was 16. And it's one of those things that I still love to this day. So our pizza dough takes about 18 hours to make. We took a olive oil focaccia, altered it to be a really, really good pizza dough. And that's what we're making our pizzas on. So for me, bread is one of those things. It's alive. It's always changing. It's temperamental you really have to pay attention to it. So is something as simple as a dough for a pizza can give you something that's extremely good and simple but elaborate at the same time. Everybody loves pizzas, like tacos. Everybody loves the tacos. Everybody loves pizza. And I know that when we reopened the hotel, that was one of the first things that we started to work on. And it's just one of those simple things that one is done well. It's awesome. So the answer to this is likely no, but I have to ask, is the bread that's used for the apple and brie bruschetta in Jefferson similar or the same as that pizza dough? Because that bruschetta is on point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy. Uh, it is not the same, but that one is equally as good. So what culinary skill do you admire most in one another? I get jealous of your um, your knife skills. Like, I know it's as simple as that, but in pastry school, they don't teach you knife skills. So just seeing, like, I know you've been in the industry for forever, but just seeing you, at, even at home, just cutting up onions or tomatoes or, I'm I'm mesmerized, I guess. I like, bought you a knife do and you don't even use it. I use it. I got her a killer knife for Christmas and now it's just my kitchen knife at home now. I cut my nail off with it. That's why I'm scared to use it. <laughs> it's supposed <laughs> it's to be so sharp. sharp. So your knife skills. Do you even have a knife? Yeah. Your knife. <laughs> My knife. Skill-wise. Don't think too long. Then you make me look like I don't have skills. <laughs> I say her, uh, her wedding cakes. A wedding cake is such a symbolic thing at a very important time 
in a lot of people's lives. It's the centerpiece of every wedding. And that centerpiece has to be impeccable. There's multiple pictures of it. It's one of those first things that you do as a couple is, you know, sharing that cake as well as the dancing and the first kiss. It's one of those first things that you do as a married couple. So to be able to put a lot of attention like Kelly does into wedding cakes, it takes a lot of attention to detail and it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of skill to be able to also go to the bride and get their vision out of their head onto paper and then into an actual item. That is something that a lot of people can't do. And to be able to see her do that and focus as much as she does and enjoy it all at the same time, I think is a pretty impressive skill. That was a good one. That was a good one. So you mentioned that you're expecting. Mm -hmm. What would you say to your child if they decide to follow in your footsteps and go into the culinary field? Don't Don't do do it. it. Obviously, we're going to be supportive of whatever she wants to do. We we know how many hours and efforts we put into what we do. It's stressful at times. So I think we want something. We want something more for her. Something a little less stressful, I guess, is what I would say. It's not the amount of stress that goes into the job for me. I think it's the amount of sacrifice that goes into it. And to be a high quality culinarian in this field. It really takes away your weekends. It takes away your holidays. You don't have as many friends as say people that can go to the bar every Friday night because you're working. I think that's the hardest thing. We're hosts at a massive place and everybody that is not in the food and beverage industry or even hospitality industry They go places and somebody has to take care of them and feed them and make sure they're having the best holiday of their life. And that's what we're doing. So I think for the little one, if they wanted to go into culinary, awesome. I'm sure it will probably happen. If not, she'll know how to cook. Trust me. But if she wants to do it and she wants to follow in the footsteps, all for it, because I know how great of a career it can be. I also know the sacrifice that goes into it. It sounds like something that you can't be lukewarm on. You have to have a true passion to make it rewarding. Absolutely. You have to love what you do. Does it help that both of you are in the same industry and can understand each other's pain points? I think it does. So when Todd comes home, if he's had a stressful day, I can tell or vice versa. If he's really excited about something at work, he shows that as well. So it's it's nice knowing like that somebody else sees what each other is going through. If he has to work late nights or come in early in the morning, I'm fully understanding of that because I know what the hotel's like, what the business is like. I'm not just in a different industry and kind of questioning, like, why do you have to be at work till eight o'clock? Like, why can't you be home having dinner? You know, it's easy for me to understand those kind of things. Yeah, it makes it easier on us. If we celebrate holidays, it's the week before or the week after. We both understand that we have to be here, but we're also here doing it together. And I think that's why working together really works for us as well, because it might be Christmas, but I still go down and I say, Merry Christmas. We're able to see each other at work. We might be able to take our breaks together so we can enjoy that small meal uh, for lunch or dinner during that day. But we also know that the rest of our 
our holiday, our time off and our family, the family aspect of it is always going to be at a later time. And I think we've been doing for so long, it doesn't really affect us anymore. And we're okay with that. We're used to it by now. Yeah. Our families don't understand. No, not at all. (laughs) Oh, well. So typically I ask our guests here on the show, if a guest had only a single day to spend at the homestead, what's one activity that you would insist they can't miss? But in your case, I want to change that. What is one thing that they can't miss food-wise? What's your favorite thing across the property? I would say the chicken sandwich at Woody's. It is Mm. so good. Spicy chicken sandwich. Huge. Like bigger than your face. Huge. If you finish it, then you're a champ. But that's my go-to. And I would hope that other people would want to be excited about it as well. I'm so glad you said that. I had that for lunch the other day and it was so good. Yeah, we don't skimp on our food. (laughs) Woody's is one of those great places where I make sure that all the flavors are as bold as possible and you get more than what you're expecting. And the fact that the chicken doesn't even fit on the bun just makes it better. It's leftover snacks for that night. But that's definitely a good answer. The chicken sandwich down there is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of things here at the hotel that are just great to eat. Munch, our famous homestead donuts that Kelly makes in the bake shop every day. You know, we get local trout that is on every menu that we have and it sells like crazy. The one thing that I know that you can't miss, and I already touched on this once, was the pizza at Woody's. And I say that because one, it has a personal connection for me. I love the quality. Pizza is considered a comfort food. And it's one of those items that are just going to make you happy when you enjoy it. So if you have to have one item, that's funny that both items are from Woody's right now. Um, Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great items here. But yeah, at the end of the night, if I need something quick or I need a quick lunch or anything like that, I go down and make myself a pizza. You have to try it now instead of the chicken sandwich. I know. Now I know where I'm going to lunch. Perfect. There you go. So what's your favorite secret about the homestead? Kind of an inside scoop. Something that people tend to learn once they get here, but have no reason to know before they actually visit. This is a massive hotel and there's a lot of weird hallways. And those weird hallways sometimes have doors that we shouldn't be able to fit through. They're about three foot tall, about two foot wide, and they just go into other kind of rooms. The one I'm talking about is we call it Hogan's Alley. And... It's just this weird, creepy hallway that is closed off. Now, I like to wander every once in a while, clear my mind. And I found this hallway and I kept on going down and going down and going down. And I go through this little tiny door and you can hear the footsteps above you because that's now you're underneath the lobby or Jefferson's parlor is that area. So you can hear people kind of walking around. You see the floors creaking. And there's this little tiny area that has like the old school electrical is still on the wall, not being used, and open wires, and there's porcelain insulators on the wall. Like, that's how they wired it back in the day. And there's a switch where it's like those old school, like cartoon switches where you have to pull the handle down to connect it. And on the wall, I don't remember the the name, but it says so-and-so 1932 written in pencil. I was like, you know what? That's kind of cool. So a place like this has so many little cubby holes that There's stairs that lead up to a ceiling because it was built over. There's those weird hallways. And as a guest, you won't be able to see those. But coming here as an associate, working here, and having the time to 
explore a little bit, those are the little nuances in this hotel that kind of make it a little bit more exciting and kind of really gives you that vibe that you are in America's oldest resort, that you have the ability to see a little bit of history, even though you're not a guest. We took a trip up to the tower floor. So it's a floor that's completely shut off to everybody. Yeah. Like there's no public access to it. They're using it for storage now, but being able to like look out the windows of the tower where the clock is and like look down on the front lawn is super pretty. It's creepy at the same time. You're like, man, this place has to be haunted. Like there has to be ghosts here. It's what, 1766. Like, yeah, for sure. But I think that being up in the tower was was a pretty cool experience. Well, that's all the time that we have for now. Kelly, Todd, thank you so much for being our guests today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is fun. Learn more about Hidden Treasures at the Homestead by listening to our entire podcast series available at theomnihomestead.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and many other podcast apps, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For exclusive offers on the Omni Homestead and other Omni hotels and resorts, sign up for Select Guest. The program rewards members with a simple way to earn free nights and access to exclusive offers. Plus, returning members enjoy perks like complimentary daily beverage and more. Beyond the Tower is a production of the Omni Homestead Resort in Hot Springs, Virginia. The title music, Welcome to My Homestead, is written and performed by David Hill. Our executive producer is Lynn Swan. Our producer is John Kendall Royston. And your host is me, Jesse Bruton. Many thanks to all of our talented guests. For information about how to book your next stay, visit theomnihomestead.com. Thank you.